You're listening to the Yoga Magic Podcast with host Ashley Sondergaard. Do you remember that first time you took a yoga class? Lying in Shavasana thinking, what is this magic? For me, yoga opened the door to a life full of self-discovery and self-care. This show shines a light on what is possible when you invest in your well-being. And not only for you, but for everyone around you. I interview women in the space of healing, spirituality, beauty, wellness, and of course, yoga. This community of listeners is excited to expand their minds, open new doors, be honest, and sometimes take a big old handstand fall on the way. My hope is that this show gives you a library of accessible new practices that fill up your soul and open your mind. Not all will be perfect for you, but that's the best part. Trying it on and finding your personal favorites. This is Yoga Magic. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome to Yoga Magic, friends. I'm your host, Ashley Sondergaard. Thanks so much for tuning in today, everyone. If you're new here, we chat all things self-care and self-discovery. Today, I'm bringing back another one of my favorite episodes from very early days in the podcast. In fact, it was called, the show was called something different at that time. And it's just fun listening to these first few episodes because, you know, times were different. We were in the midst of quarantine. I wasn't the best editor yet. (laughs) But the sentiment of the show, you know, and that commitment to rituals and self-care practices is really there, and I'm proud of that. So this conversation is with Jody McKee, a mama, a healer, and an herbalist. She's the founder of my most favorite store in the whole wide world, Jewelweed in Wayzata, Minnesota. And in this episode, we talk about how she healed her family with herbs and how it ultimately led to opening her store. We talk about what an herbal remedy is versus a flower essence. We talk about choosing crystals, like how we as individuals can choose our crystals and also how she sources them. We talk about using cacao, sacred cacao chocolate for heart opening, daily rituals and special ceremonies. And we talk about CBD and using that as a tool rather than just a cure-all or we think that it's going to be a cure-all. I really love this conversation because you don't always hear about flower essences and cacao, but they can be such a nice self-care treat and also really great gifts for others. So if you love this episode, check out Jewelweed's storefront online. I'll link that up in the show notes. And if you're local, you can visit in Wyzetta, Minnesota, literally in my backyard. It's the coolest. It is worth a trip if you are in the Twin Cities. Thanks so much for being here, friends. I'm recording a lot of these summer episodes in advance while I'm on maternity leave, so drop me a note. Let me know if you listen. I'm probably in the midst of feeding baby, all that chaos in those first few weeks. Would love, love, love to hear from you. You can find me at Yoga Magic Podcast and at Ashley.Sondergaard on Instagram. Let's get to this conversation with Jody McKee, the founder of Jewelweed. All right, listeners, welcome in. Um, We are sitting down today with Jody McKee, the owner of Jewelweed in Wyzetta, Minnesota. I'll just preface this conversation with this is my favorite store in the whole wide world. And if you ever buy a gift for me, you're going to buy it from here because it's it's amazing. Thank you, Jody, for being on the show. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Thank you for that compliment. I really appreciate it. And it's so fun to be here. So Jody, will you tell us about you, how you founded this beautiful shop, what it means to you, what you, you know, what you want your customers to experience when they go there? So yeah, so when you ask me like who am I? I thought, well, that was like a whole right, a whole question, like the the thing I've been looking for my entire life. So I thought that was a really um fun place to start. But um I am 
I'm a woman. I am a mother. I am a wife, a daughter, a friend, an entrepreneur, an herbalist, a seeker, a forever student, a teacher, a lover, a fighter, a healer, a mystic, a survivor, a feminist. I am messy and imperfect. And, and I was thinking it's like the good, the bad, and the ugly all rolled up into one. And like opening Jewelweed was like kind of a culmination of lots of events and teachings in my life. And I started out actually like my college degree is in accounting. I was a CPA. I worked, I, I got recruited from a big accounting firm right out of college. And so I did that when my kids were little. I got married when I was younger. So I was 24. My baby, my first baby was born when I was 25. And so I was um, like thrown into it right away, motherhood and being a wife. And so I didn't have a lot of time to experience like who I was. And so I feel like now in my late forties, like that's what's happening for me is I'm figuring it out. Actually, like maybe started at the beginning of my forties, like, who am I? What do I want to do? What gifts do I have? What can I offer the world? And so Jewelweed is sort of like, that's how Jewelweed came to be. And my intention with Jewelweed was to be a space to empower women. And I had felt disempowered and sort of lost for many years. And so what I do at the servers is offer many of the tools and the things that I love to share with other people. Uh, and and I can tell you a little bit about how, like, jewelweed is an actual wildflower. Did, did you know that? I didn't. Well, sometimes when I Google your store, I find that, that actual flower. So that, the answer is yes. I guess I did know that. <laughs> what, like, what does it look like? It is not. Like, you wouldn't, um, if you see it, you'll, you probably walk by it a million times and you never would notice it. It's probably about waist high, but the flowers are just tiny. They're just a couple inches and it'll flower in August and they're orange and you, you won't notice them. But when I was thinking of a name for the store, like the name came to me, like I didn't, I say like, I didn't pick it and I didn't name it. It was like Jewelweed. And I kept kind of like looking for other names and it was like, nope, Jewelweed's your name. Here's what it's going to look like. And that was <laughs> it. And Jewelweed also grows all over my backyard. So it's again, like I have a lot of weeds. I have probably over 40 or 50 medicinal plants and lots of more weeds in my backyard and jewelweed is one of them. So that is just, it's always, it grows around me. I have the little sprouts coming up everywhere. Now I pick them because they're, it'll overtake my entire yard, but yeah, it's Minnesota wildflower. It grows around the lake. It likes wet shady places and it's also medicinal. So jewelweed actually, if I step back a little bit more, was a herb that I used when I was pregnant, I have some kidney issues and it was an herb that I used when I was pregnant with my younger son. I had been on like high risk pregnancy and having to go on a nephrologist every month. And anyway, taking literally like one drop of jewelweed tincture a day got me up high risk and improved my kidney function. And it never went back to what it was before. So it also is a healing plant that has like a significance for me personally, but also I love it because it's just a weed, right? It's just a weed. <laughs> it's not, a, it doesn't have to be like this big showy thing, but it's got a lot of, it's beautiful and it's got the healing power. And, and I have a thing for weeds, right? They're abundant. They're everywhere. They're free. They're accessible. So I love it. I love that. And we, I mean, you're right. Like we just walk by these things and we don't even know that there's, that they're special, that they have these healing elements to them. How did you learn about weeds, <laughs> about medicinal plants? Yes. It's so funny. Cause I keep texting everybody like plantain is a weed. You've probably stepped over a million times and you use it for 
um, cuts and anyway, stings and all that. And I keep telling people, look up plantain. It's you walked over it a million times. Like to get into your house, you probably walked over it. You just need to mash that up and put it on your sore. But I, so going back, so my oldest son who is the 24 year old or 20, I don't know. It keeps changing, right? 23 year old. (laughs) He, he, when he was little, he had asthma. And so from literally, he was born a couple weeks early from the time he was born up until he was five. So he had been in and out of the hospital. I had to call 911. He was saw a ton of specialists. I have on my website where I write the story about like leaving the Mayo Clinic, like just being so frustrated. So he had just been super sick. And I kept thinking like, there has to be a way. I was like such a good patient. And I gave him all the pharmaceuticals and nebs and steroids and everything that they told me to give him. But by the time he was five, he had just kept getting sicker and sicker. So there was just like this moment where I'd had it and I was like, I need to figure out something different. And so back then I really didn't even have internet. I, I went to the library and got all the books on any like wacky remedies for asthma that I could find. And one was like a water cure. So this five-year-old, I was making him chug all this water and literally it didn't do anything. It was like (laughs) the dumbest thing I've ever done. (laughs) So that didn't work, but I found herbs and herbal remedies and some research about what kids that have asthma, what vitamins they might be lacking and what they might need. And I um, found an herbal teacher in Minneapolis. She's still here. Her name is um, Lise Wolf. And she, um, yeah, I mean, she was my first teacher. She runs a three seasons of herbal wisdom class. You can find some of her stuff online, although she's not a social media person, but she taught me and my life has never been the the same since. And so, and with my son, it took us a year and he never had asthma again. Um, He is healthy. I mean, now he's full grown. He doesn't have any allergies or asthma or anything that he had when he was little. And so we use plants and diet to do that and to heal him. And he is right. Amazing. And he talks about it now and remembers all of that. And, and so anyway, yeah, so that's how I got into herbal remedies and everybody in my family has a story. My husband who didn't believe in herbs, we all have these amazing stories. So yeah. So that's part of, right. What's behind jewel weed. It's like these amazing plants that we, you know, step over every day that we don't even recognize that can really um, help heal us. And so, and the weeds are the most fun because they are accessible and they're in your yard and you can use them and it's, they're super fun. Oh, I have like goosebumps thinking about you, like being a young mom, healing your little child like that. I mean, talk about feminism, right? Like mama's intuition about what to do for her child. I don't, you, I know you guys carry, um, Charlotte's web mm-hmm. at your store. And like, I've read a lot about like just CBD and how that came to be and, and the Stanley brothers who founded Charlotte's web and like who Charlotte was. And, and that this story reminds me a lot of that where Charlotte who was suffering from, um, epilepsy, really, really intense epilepsy. Her mom knew just like intuitively knew that the answer was in, in cannabis, in CBD. And it's like, I just, I mean, we sometimes are told so many things, but like at the heart, we know that like, we know what the answers are and it just takes a little searching. So, oh, that's so cool. And now you have this beautiful store, beautiful shop business community that you've built around that idea. Will you talk a little bit about what you carry in your store? I mean, we talked about herbal remedies, but there's so much there. 
Yeah. So I would, I always say it's just like healing remedies. It's really my tools. Like it's the things that I use to, that I work with to heal myself and my family. And what, like what was happening is I was teaching classes out of my home about herbs or whatever it was that I was like, whatever my subject was that week. And then my classes would fill up and it was really awkward to have, you know, your kids and your dog. And then like people come like 20 people come for a class. And so anyway, that's why I ended up, um, with having the store, but the, and then what happens after the class, I used to send out a list of like three pages of links. Like you can buy this here and you can buy this here. And then people would get the wrong stuff. And I would be like, this didn't feel right. So anyway, that was part of my inspiration too, behind the store was like, let's just bring all these tools together. Let's create a beautiful, like sacred space where somebody can walk in, feel what it feels like, because it's really jewel weed. It has really been set up with the intention of it being a sacred space, walking into that and then being able to explore what feels good to them and also using their intuition. And if you've ever been in the store, like you'll see people like holding rocks and holding tincture bottles and checking in to see like what feels good for them. But we do, so we have herbal remedies, which includes tinctures um, and powders, herbal powders. We have flower essences, which I don't, do you know what flower essences are? I don't, I'm not super familiar with flower essence. Will you talk about what that is? Yeah. So a flower essence is a vibrational remedy. So people like it's, it doesn't have any of the physical constituents that an herbal tincture will have. So like the difference is to make an herbal tincture, like, and you can make an herbal tincture. I can too. So I make all the stuff in my backyard in my little home apothecary garden, but to make an herbal tincture, you take the, the plant material and you put it in a jar and you stuff it pretty full and then you put alcohol on the top and then you put that away for six weeks and then you'll strain it off and you, and then it's sort of like tea where the, water holds the healing constituents of the plant. A tincture is where the alcohol holds the healing constituents and it's also preserved in alcohol. So tinctures last a really long time. So a flower essence, on the other hand, is a vibrational remedy. So how we make that is we just put it in a little tiny bowl of water in the sun and then the sun and the water and the plant kind of have this um, magical little dance and Mm -hmm. And so we capture that energy in the water. And then usually what you do is preserve it. I preserve mine with a little bit of um, alcohol. Again, I like to use brandy just a little bit. And so that is um, a vibrational remedy. So those are really powerful. I've seen some amazing stuff happen with flower essences. Um, And like the Bach remedies, if you've seen those at grocery stores, that is like, that is a flower, a vibrational remedy. And you can make those at your house. They're pretty easy. But yeah, so, and they're nice because people that don't, that are on medication, kids, they're really nice for like people that are worried about uh, having a herbal pharmaceutical interaction. Uh, Flower essences are really nice for those kinds of people or really sensitive people too. We like to use them for, but you can use them for all the things you can use herbs for, which would be stress and anxiety and grief and Um, I don't, and lots of trauma, you know, healing and all of that. So we use them for lots of different things. So anyway, so flower essences, we have a, um, a couple different lines of those. Um, we carry some aromatherapy products. We do carry some kind of green, um, body and beauty care, not a ton of it, but I think that that has been such a place where women are putting chemicals in and on their body and don't even realize it. So true. Yeah. So, and we don't carry a ton, but it's almost like, I just want people to be aware of like what's in that, the lotion that they, you know what I mean? Even if it smells good, like, yeah. 
So we, we have some of that. We have a lot of, like, I like to say words, which is like books and decks of cards and poems and like, you know, some guidebooks on herbs, but then a lot of like books on women and um, how-to books and cooking and all of that. So it's like, um, again, I'm, I probably have six books that I'm reading right now. I love books. They change my life and they make me feel so good. And so I like to offer that. And so it's a really a curated collection of books that either like I pick out or my employees or our customers will recommend. And so we'll get those in. And then we have crystals. So we have a whole table of crystals and those have been so fun because what I understood is why Zeta used to have a crystal shop exactly where I am like years and years and years ago. And really? So, yeah, oh, I didn't know that. So fun. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Some of the old timers come in and they're like, this is exactly where a crystal shop used to be. And I was like, what? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. And the crystals are so amazing. Do you have have you picked up a couple? I think I have. Yes. Yeah. I like to gift them. I like to gift them to students and to people that I'm collaborating with. And they're just, they're, I feel like they tell such a story and they're so personal and they're cost effective. I just, I, I pick them out too for my daughter. Like I love to daughters, both of them, but only one of them is old enough to like, like it. And we kind right now what we're doing, it's a new, new hobby of ours is to like take our crystals and, um, sort of like hide them around the yard (laughs) (laughs) for like, like we're like planting our crystals. So talk about how you find those crystals. Like where do you, how do you make those choices about, cause you have such a beautiful selection and, and they're again, like they are really personal. Like where do you go to figure that out? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I, I always think about, um, I've been collecting rocks my whole life when I was little. So the first day I opened Jewel Weed, this is a funny story. My mom was there with me because my two employees that I had, we were, we were having, we weren't opening on the day that we were supposed to. And so I had my employees had like went on vacation or something. And so it was just me and my mom. We finally got the sign up and I was like, we're opening. And so we open and somebody comes in and they're like buying some rocks. And I'm thinking like, what am I doing? Opening a rock store in ways that I don't know what's going to happen. And then my mom tells somebody, and I, I mean, we always talk about this. Like I, when I was little, I lived in Northeast Minneapolis and I had a wagon and there was a parking lot at the end of the block that had rocks. And I'm sure that they were Lake Superior rocks because I would sit in there for hours and look for agates. I had a whole collection of them and I would find them and walk around the neighborhood and sell the rocks out of my wagon. And people bought them, of course, because you're little and you're a girl (laughs) (laughs) and you're selling them out of your wagon. And they were pretty, you know, you'd spit on them and like look for the lines and just be like, oh my gosh. And some of them I wouldn't sell because I loved them so much. But so I, I have always loved rocks. I had had rocks like in my pockets and I still do. Right. There was a time when I kind of like got away from that, but I just go in and I, I'll hold rocks and see how they feel. Oftentimes, like when I am shopping or buying rocks, it'll just stand out to me. Like, um, so there's a lot of ways if we talk a little bit about intuition, right? About how I choose rocks and even that will translate into like, if you came into my store and you were picking a rock for somebody, I feel like people get messages either like, from their eyes. So like a color looks so beautiful or a stone looks so beautiful that they can't, like they just want to eat it or something, or they just want to hold it or, you know, they, so they'll pick stones that way by just looking at them. Some people will get them in their hands and then they never want to put them down. Like I've had people be like, here, I'm, I have this rock. Here's the card. I'm literally not putting this down. Like ever. Mm-hmm. I won't even put it down for you to put it in a bag. <laughs> and then 
Um, yeah. And then some people just do it intuitively. Like they'll know what stone they need. Maybe, um, they'll just get an idea of what it looks like. So anyway, it's been really interesting. And that's the same thing that I do when I'm shopping for crystals and I'm really discerning about, um, who I like to source them from. I go to two of the big rock and gem shows and really there's people from all over the world. So it's super fun. And my prayer before I go is always like, just let me find what my customers want and what they need. And that, you know, that's what I want. And so I bring home all this stuff and it's so fun and share it with everybody. And I love it. (laughs) That's so cool. And they, yeah, like it, the, the messaging behind it, the intuition behind even just like what the selection is and like why someone might need it and why you might need it in that moment. You might not even know that you need something and that's why you can't put it down because there's, there's something behind that. Like, oh, it's, that's funny that you talk about gathering rocks when you were little. Cause my, again, my daughter's been doing this a lot lately. She's like, this is my rock garden. She gives them baths. <laughs> At first, I'm like, uh, okay, great. You love that's awesome. But now I'm like, maybe she's just a little wiser than I anticipated. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. yeah. Well, this is a weird question, but what's your, what's your astrological sign? I'm just curious. I'm a cancer. Oh, you I are? Am. So am I. Yes, I'm a cancer. When's your birthday? June 22nd. Oh my gosh. Mine's June 28th. I thought you were going to say June 28th. One of my employees has the same birthday. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Cancer, I can, I can just feel like your mama bear energy that for that 100% makes sense that you'd be a cancer. Oh, I love yeah. that. Okay. Yeah. So All crystals, that. um, what else did we, what, anything else in the store that we didn't talk about? Herbs, flowers, senses, aromatherapy. Oh, cacao. We could talk a little bit cacao. about cacao. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you had cacao? I've had some good cacao. Yes. 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 Yeah. So that is one of the things that I really love. I learned, um, I, it's one of the plants that I feel has changed me the most. Um, and even that this is a wedded wellness podcast, cacao is such a heart opener. I know I've had a couple, um, people that I know that live somewhere else that have served cacao at their weddings because it's really a heart medicine. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. Um, but cacao is, um, so when I say cacao, that means a hundred percent, um, chocolate, it's minimally processed. So you take the, it's the fruit of the cacao tree. Like when you think of cacao, like a Hershey's bar, for instance, has about 8% cacao in it. Mm -hmm. So if you get the drink from our store, we either have a hundred percent or we have one that's 80. And I think we have one that's a little bit lower, but really, um, cacao is really high in vitamins and minerals. It has a lot of antioxidants in it. It has, um, theobromine, which increases serotonin and dopamine levels. So it's the feel good hormones. So often, um, I drink it every single morning and I have a little bit like I like just even to sit down right now and get really grounded and kind of like open my heart and have a conversation. I poured myself a glass now. If I do a women's circle or any online classic, anything where I, it's really heart centered and I want to be able to drop into that space, I'll always make a glass of cacao for that. So that is something mm-hmm. that I feel like it's newer and people don't know as much about it. They don't know how to, how to make a glass. Um, and then there's cacao ceremonies, which we've had a couple at the store. And I think that's a really beautiful thing. But for some reason, I'm more drawn to like bringing it into my daily life and using it that way. Although I love a good ceremony and a good cacao ceremony too, you know? <laughs> I, this is a great idea. So I have a, I'm looking at my microphone. I have a 
like a group of women that we get together once a month around the new moon. Um, and we, we're just super heart focused and we just kind of shed any of anything that's happening right now in our lives. We're all, most of us are moms and we just need to get stuff out. And I feel like this might be the missing link is like, we need to get some cacao in our, in our little gatherings. It's so good. That's how I started my new moon circle, which we haven't been meeting as much lately, but with cacao, it's exactly what I did. It was like, and it helped everybody. And at least you guys know each other. Cause I feel like the first time you have it, some people just like totally spill their guts and then they're like, Oh my gosh, what just happened? And it was like, you had cacao, honey. And you're okay. <laughs> but yeah, it's, yeah, it's really beautiful. And, um, if you guys do it at night, you probably like the stuff that we sell comes in discs. So you do like a smaller, kind of a smaller dose. So then it doesn't keep you up at night because it does have caffeine in it. And while I am very sensitive to caffeine and can't drink coffee, I can drink cacao and I can drink it before I go to bed because my body doesn't experience the, the caffeine the same way in cacao as it does in, in, um, coffee. But there are a couple of people I know that really can't drink it past like noon or something. Cause it'll keep them mm. up. But for me, I, as being very sensitive, I can have a glass at 11 o'clock at night and go to bed right after some people use it for lucid dreaming actually. So it's, Oh really? Yeah. 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 It might be fun to try for your group though. I think. Oh, I'm doing, um, in the next couple of weeks here, some dream work and working with someone, um, in that area. I had not thought about the, that cacao option as well, man. Who knew? I just learned a whole bunch right there about cacao. You're right. I don't think people are like at. They're not. That's like in the wellness. It's not in the wellness forefront right now, but like it probably will be. I love that. I think it will be, and I'll I'll tell a quick story about how I how I was introduced to it. So a couple of years ago, I went to Belize for a spiritual bathing or spiritual healing. Um, class in the rainforest with Rosita Aravago. She's a, an herbalist that lives down there and had trained with a, a Belizean shaman and he has passed away. And so she's keeping his teachings going. And so anyway, I went there for this spiritual healing class and it was about spiritual bathing. So it was really like a whole week about how you use plants and flowers in the spiritual bathing. But the most interesting thing is my biggest takeaway was the cacao. So on our day off, our little group of like five people or maybe six people we went into like the little city by where we were staying and there was like it's a chocolate and I was like oh we should have you guys heard of cacao we should go there and so we go in there and it's like this little Mayan man and his wife who were like delightful and then they like take you across the street and they show you the whole process of cacao and they talk about the history of it and how it was never a candy bar it was a drink and um cacao actually means food of the gods and um, anyway, so it was a drink and it, he says it was never meant to be a candy bar. The Europeans turned it into a candy bar and like, I don't know if it was the 1500s or something like that. But um, anyway, so he had us, he prepared the whole thing. He had a, like he had the cocoa, the, um, the cacao beans, like we shucked them and then he grinded them and then he made them into a drink. He put a little hot water and then the first time you have it, it tastes really bitter, but then you kind of get used to it. But what happened at, through that whole process, everybody in my group, we hear we had been like, 
doing all this spiritual stuff and these spiritual bathing practices all week and like clearing and shedding. And the biggest transformation happened with the people that were sitting there in that circle. Like at the end, people were laughing and crying and hugging each other. And like, it was almost like people looked almost drunk. Like everything about them looked different and lighter and they were giggly. And we went to dinner after and I was like, what is happening? This stuff is magic. And everyone was like, yeah, like we were just flying so high and happy. And it was just, it was amazing. So, and so I feel like that whole trip to Belize, like my class I signed up for while it was all good and everything, but like cacao was like the biggest thing, my biggest takeaway from all of that. And it was lovely. And so anyway, so yeah, that's why I sell at my store and we've introduced it to a lot of people and we have a lot of people crazy about it. So that's so cool. I think too, people are, this is just my assessment, but people are kind of getting away from alcohol a little bit right now. It seems like more and more people are just like avoiding it, especially, yeah, the, I don't know, but this might be a nice little special treat in place of alcohol. That's, that's healthy for you. Like, I love that option. <laughs> cool. It's true that I'll drink a cacao before I go somewhere because alcohol has been making me really sick and I don't, don't have a good explanation for it. I just don't feel good when I drink it. So like I'll have cacao or sometimes I just take my mug out. Like I'll have my little, you know, like a mug. And so people don't know what I'm drinking, but I'm drinking cacao and not drinking a drink because I can, it will make me sick. <laughs> so I totally yeah. get that. And I keep hearing that from people again and again. It's interesting, isn't it? I wonder, like, I, I just wonder on an energetic level, like what's happening if we're a little bit more conscious to what our body's actually feeling or we're eating cleaner and thus something that isn't so clean is making us feel weird. I don't know. I'm really curious because like I've thought I've like you have been feeling like I can't, I can have maybe one glass of wine without getting a headache. And it's just like, what? (laughs) When I was in my twenties, that was not the case. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Will you talk Jody? the one other product that like we have never talked about this on the wedded wellness podcast, but, um, I'm really curious about finding CBD and like what to use it for and how to sift through the noise. Cause I feel like it's just super saturated, but I noticed that the brands that you carry at your store and I've done some research are like the very, very best. What, why do you carry those? Like, how do you make the decision about what CBD to have in your store? Yeah. Well, first of all, like I want to say about CBD, it's just like anything else. It's a tool and it's not a cure-all. So I hear a lot of like all this stuff about it, right? And um, there's a lot of money to be made in there. So there's a lot of people kind of jumping in. Um, But I think like if CBD used as a tool um, is the best way to use it, I see a lot of people wanting to use it more like a band-aid, like I'm going to eat bad. I'm going to have a really stressful lifestyle, right? I'm not going to sleep. I'm not going to take care of myself or exercise, but will CBD cure me? And I always feel like, you know, it might help you a little bit, but that's really not the point, right? Like, I feel like, like for me and for a lot of our customers, it's like, you might have this, like, so generally what people are using it for is like anxiety, pain, inflammation, insomnia. And those are all really um, tough things to deal with. And so even for myself, like I get migraines. And so I've used CBD um, with my migraines and it has changed them and not cured them. And I need to use my other tools to, to avoid them. Do you know what I mean? So I can't just 
um, you know, it's not going to cure everything. It's just something that will help me. And so, and, and what I did with the CBD is when we first opened, I just looked into what everybody, what all the companies that were out there, what research they had around them, like sort of the, the values of the company. And again, you mentioned Charlotte's web. And so those, they have a lot of vertical integration. So they own their seeds. Um, they grow their plants. They, you know, do their own testing. They do out, they, you know, have third party testing and they're really invested in their product. And there's some people who just want to grow CBD because it seems like they can make a lot of money or, you know, like, so I'm not really interested in that. I'm, and there's a couple different things. Like I think like Charlotte's web, like when people have really serious medical conditions that they want to use it for, and they want a really consistent product, it's nice to use a product like Charlotte's web because they do grow all their own plants where like if I made my own CBD line, which I I could tomorrow, what would happen is if I'm not growing them, I would just buy CBD like from the marketplace and make my own product, sell it to you. And then when I go to like restock, I have to go back out again and buy my CBD. And I might not be able to get that same, you know, that same plant, that same strand, that same supplier from that same location. And then I'll have a totally different product. And so then does that make sense? So like, Mm -hmm. then I would make my product, package it up and then sell it to you again, but maybe it won't work this time because it's not consistent. So like, I think with CBD, that's one of the tricky things, like being able to find what works for you because every, um, every variety is different and it works different on every body and the doses vary by person. I think that's what makes it really tough. Some people are really low dose works really well. Some people need a high dose. Some people experience anxiety on a higher dose. So really it's a lot. So that's why there's so much information out there because it's very individual. So anyway, so I offer the products that we do because I liked the research and the, um, the consistency in the products. And then, you know, some of them are like, Lord Jones CBD gummies. Like I just like those. They taste like candy. (laughs) Some of the best. They're like a treat for the nighttime. Yeah. yeah. So it's like seriously, like, so I do that. Like, yep, this is candy. This is yummy. They're fun to give. They're fun to get. And then, you know, more like Charlotte's Web or the CV Sciences, like they're more like the people that really are having medical things and they need a really consistent product. And, and what, if you have anxiety, which a lot of people use it for just using a low dose and just finding one that really works for you is what I always say. And it's hit or miss. Like we get a husband that will use like one brand and one dose and a wife that will use a different brand and another dose and they're using it for different things. So it is, it's hit or miss and it, and it's kind of expensive to try all the different products. But if you can find something that works. I think it's great. And again, it's just a tool. It's really not a cure-all. I've heard lots of people say things that it does that I just am not sure that that's true. So I think it's just like, it's just like anything, like, you know, be really aware, educate yourself, figure out what's right for you. Um, yeah. And your body. And I think it's going back to like really being able to check in with your body and know what's happening. So like, if you take CBD, like, what does it do for you? How does this make me feel? What are like, how do I sleep? You know, how do I feel the next day? You know, kind of all those questions. And you'll, you do that. Like if you take herbs, you should do that. If you hang around people, like, it's really like just checking back in with your body and, and understanding how you're being affected by whatever it is that you're using. And so I think that is um, super important. 
That's so true. And and actually last week's episode is just that. I like all the things I've been trying on in my own self-care practices and just feeling good about this very challenging time right now. And they've changed. And and sometimes they're they're really simple. And you know, I I love CBD for winding down if I feel really like or like I'm leading a teacher training until late at night and I'm super amped. Like I'll take one of those to come off of that like high energy and it's perfect for that. But like, that's, that's not the story for every person, right? We use it for our dogs too. And that I can see a major change for them. It just takes their anxiety down, but everyone's different. And all of these practices, they change and they evolve. And if we think everything is going to be the same and the same cure all forever, we're going to be in trouble. It's just not, it's not real life. And actually that's a good segue to my next question is that right now, you know, people, are still at home two months later. And at least, you know, with some people I think are finding a routine and some people I I think are really struggling. I know some days I'm like in tears, just like confused about why are we still doing this? Like what's going on? What tools do you have at your store? I mean, you have such a wealth of knowledge that can help in this area or that maybe just add a little bit of joy. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. I mean, the, the things that like I've been using is the is like almost all the stuff. Like I get up every morning, I drink a glass of cacao. I, you know, I might pull a card from a deck. Like this morning I did a whole spread on like what's happening. We can apparently open on Monday and I don't know what to do about that. And so like I do a spread of cards and I do some journaling around that, like really checking in with what feels good for me. And, and we have all that journals, decks, cacao, right? And then I go off and do like kind of my work stuff. And then again, um, at night, like I'll cook a meal tonight out of one of the cookbooks that we have in our store. Like uh, oftentimes um, talking about with my kids and my family, cause it's kind of like you said, like, how was your day today? Right. And like one of my sons will be like, I'm doing horrible today, mom. I just, I don't think I'm going to make it. He'll say, I'm going crazy. I'm losing my mind or, you know, and then we kind of like, I'll swoop in and help him. And then, because we usually all don't feel off in the same day. So it's like checking in with everybody, seeing what we can do is offering people, um, help. And again, like using CBD, I've been using some herbs for stress and anxiety. Um, I've been drinking a lot of tea. I've been using elderberry cause that's an immune, um, booster. I really like medicinal mushrooms a lot. So working with them and just trying to take care of myself the best way I know how. And I think also like getting outside and getting your hands in the, the dirt and your feet on the ground is like the best, you know, the best that you can get. Right. And so just, just doing that and also connecting with community. So even like we have a jewelweed, a May women's circle that we started just for the month because it felt like this was going to be a big month and that a lot was going to happen. And so um, we're doing that. But if you don't have a women's circle, just connecting in with the people that you do know and your support system and um, helping each other when somebody isn't doing well. Because what I notice is we all don't fall apart at the same time. <laughs> I don't know if that's true in your friend group. Absolutely. And in the, my family, it's funny. Like the days where I'm just like melting down are usually the days my husband is kind of like, all right, I can handle that. Like the universe helps us in that way, right? Like, <laughs> yes. yeah. 
So good. Yeah. And as women too, it's important to know, like we don't have to do everything and we don't have to be perfect. And I think a lot of people are having old traumas come up. I think like relationships, especially in whoever you're kind of quarantined with, like those like problems and that are being highlighted, right? Like there's a lot of stuff being deep stuff that is kind of being brought up for people to look at. And so just you know, giving yourself the grace around that. Like, it's okay to have bad days and it's okay. Like if I yell at my kids, sometimes like I apologize and say like, I'm really sorry about that. And I noticed like, we're all doing a lot better now. We've had some talks that would have never happened had this not happened. And also just about our family and like the patterns and the healing. And I really feel like we've had some late nights at the campfire, all of us, which has been really, you know, with three boys who don't really talk a lot and you get them around a fire in the dark. It's awesome. You know, without their friends and their electronics, like what comes out is amazing. So I keep thinking and I keep saying to my kids, what is available to us now that it is right. We're, we're having this happen to us that wasn't available for us before. So I don't know. That's what I, and, and again, some people have it a lot different circumstances, but for us, um, we're taking the good with the bad and just, yeah, just calling in the grace around it and just being human and experiencing all of it. And I think that I keep thinking, or I have the feeling like, this will just make life after this so much sweeter. Right. And totally. Yeah. 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 And we didn't choose this situation obviously, but we were dealt it and now we get to make of it what we want. And, you know, that's, I think that's what keeps me kind of going and positive and, and, staying there for my family is that like, I can be a big whiner. I can like be really upset about it every single day if I wanted to, but that's not helping me or anyone else. And so having these little things to look forward to, like, you know, like your self-care practices or even like being able to shop every once in a while, or even, even just like, I like looking at like your guys's Instagram that like brings joy to me to see things, what's happening. And I've been really into like Instagram lives. Like I would have never watched an Instagram live ever before, but like now, I don't know. These are little pieces of joy every day that I didn't even appreciate. It, it's like full circle. It's bringing me back to this idea of the weeds. Like I would never have noticed these things in my life that are like actually really helpful um, and positive. So awesome. Thanks so much for tuning in, everyone. Thanks to Jody for recording this fun conversation back in 2020. If you love this, go ahead and share it with a friend. Someone might find these herbal remedies, flower essences, ideas to be really helpful. Send it their way. And make sure to come back next week. Hit subscribe. We're here new episodes every Thursday. Thanks so much, everyone.